0: Welcome to RSVP Radio with Brooke podcast, where we keep it real. It's sustainable. Being a mom, a professional, a good human, staying fit, it's a lifestyle and has to be sustainable. Valuable. If it's not going to add some value to your day, you won't find it here. Personal growth, health and wellness, building a community—it's a one-stop shop, y'all. And of course, parties. I'm a certified meeting professional, or CMP, and have planned major events for ten plus years. But people basically think I plan parties all day, so we'll go with that. I'll tell you how your parties will be the very best of them all. So this isn't a regular podcast; it's an event you can attend whenever and wherever you have the time. I fully expect you to have a beverage in hand while you're listening, because events always have drinks, coffee, tea water, gotta stay hydrated people, or if you've somehow gotten through the work day, you've worked out, fed the dog, made dinner, gave the kids a bath, read them a bedtime story, said their prayers, and got said kids to finally snooze, then you should have wine in your hand. So listen in and enjoy the event. Sharing with you the conversation that I recently had with Carol Howard, one of Indianapolis's event gurus, if you will. Um, Her fundraisers have netted more than $18 million for Indianapolis organizations in the last decade. Her passion is helping organizations including the IU Health Foundation, the Indianapolis Zoo, and other local nonprofits raise the funding they need to succeed at their missions. Her events come together seamlessly because she is uniquely able to create fruitful partnerships between businesses, organizations, and the volunteers and guests who return to her parties over and over again. And I have seen this firsthand. Uh, Carol has honed her skills in sports marketing, working with some of the most well-respected race teams and the world's best race car drivers. So now she's putting those skills to use Planning Rev, the premier charity gala that kicks off the month of May at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The 3,000-person fundraiser, now in its seventh year, has earned a reputation as the must-attend event of the year in Indianapolis, as well as a national media attention getter in ESPN Magazine, NBC's Kentucky Derby broadcasts, and associations now. Carol's other recent projects, if you believe she has the time for many more, she's included planning and managing a press conference and a trailer premiere for the Ford vs. Ferrari movie, if you've heard of that, uh, attended by Academy Award-winning actors Matt Damon and Christian Bale in May 2019 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. She also directed the Universal Studios UK movie premiere, Born Racer, held at the Indianapolis State Museum in September 2018. She also directed the premiere... And coordinated the pre-event cocktail reception, red carpet, and photo opportunities with Universal Studios, which is a really, really big honor. So we chatted everything event-related, especially in the in the recent events that have gone on with the coronavirus and how that has impacted Rev specifically, um, and kind of shifting its focus down down the line. Um, and we also kind of talk about all of the in between. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Start. Okay, so today I have one of my good friends, Miss Carol Howard. How are you doing, Carol? Hi, how are you? Good. We are um, just chatting away, talking like we weren't actually recording, but we've actually been recording this whole time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but we are um, chatting about all things events today because Carol, if you do not know her, um, is the event queen. Um, and so we are, yeah, just talking about um, kind of her background and her experience in the event industry. So um, I've already given our listeners a little bit of an intro, but tell us a little bit more about you and your family and your background.
1: Yeah. So I am actually um, Canadian uh, from Toronto. My family's still there, uh, born and raised. Um, and then I ended up in Indy um, I was working for Motorola, and actually was transferred um, down here, um, and I ended up working for one of the race teams. And then I met my husband, so I've been in Indy ever since 2002, which is pretty crazy to think about. <laughs> um, that is crazy. And then I have um, I have three girls. I have an 11 year old, almost 12 year old tween, and <laughs> uh twins who are almost 8. So oh my gosh. it's uh it's a crazy world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you follow her on Instagram ever, it is like the biggest laugh always. I can always count on you to like have the funniest <laughs> things that you and your girls are doing. Uh yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so I and also Gracie is almost old enough for babysitting age. <laughs>
1: Yes. Oh, she's already done her red, uh, red cross babysitting oh. course. Oh, oh yeah. She got her certificate and everything. So Look she's out. ready to go anytime. She's- <laughs> It's open I love for it. business. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, we are super thankful that you made it here to Indy, um, because um, you know, you're just one of the best people ever. So um, and the name of this episode I included um hashtag boom. Can you can you give us a little bit of background of where that came from?
1: Yeah. So I'm trying to remember what year this was created.
0: Um I feel like it was I don't know.
1: Probably four years ago. Yeah. Okay. Four, four or five. So, um, years ago when Brooke and I first met, um, you know, when you're in the event mode, um, mindset of things and your mind is like a thousand miles an hour, like you have these like victorious moments of things <laughs> like you accomplish or check off. Yes, yes. And so we, we started just saying, you know, responding to emails with boom. And it was just kind of like, you knew it was done. You knew it was handled and let's move on, you know? So that became a thing. And, and honestly, probably years you know, it's been years, but we still use that I know. insane. I know. And it's <laughs> so like it never gets old. And
0: when you're always like in that same in that event mode and you you're firing things off and it's so fast. And if you can just respond to an email and say <laughs> boom, done, then you're like, Yeah, it's exactly. exactly like you said. It's done. It's completed. Don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah. So that's just been a fun, like inside joke with us. But um also, kind of like telltales our whole relationship because I started out as as one of your your vendors and then yep. um, told you I was pretty much breaking up with you because I was going to go work at a different location.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I told you like I think the I weekend like, of no, the event. Yeah, not. yeah. <laughs> and then and then here we are. So um, I love it. Um, I had to. I could not go this whole episode and not mention that. So no, um, I
1: know it's awesome. <laughs> Um, I love it too. It's our love story. It is. It's our love language, (laughs) our event love language.
0: Um, Okay. So for those that we just um, recently came off of an episode also talking about events and kind of like the current state that we're in um, here in the world, but for those that don't know much about events in general, and they think, oh, we are talking about a birthday party, um, maybe describe like from an event professional's um, perspective, what, it takes to put on an event and maybe give us a little bit more background of like what types of events that you've planned and what you're doing currently.
1: Yeah. So I've done everything from corporate events, um, small dinner parties to large corporate events over the years to hospitality uh, for sponsors um, to really getting into the niche of like fundraising events have been kind of my Shtick, as you would say, mm-hmm. um, and I've taken on other projects, um, but they have to be projects I kind of am interested in. Um, you know, a recent movie premiere about a year and a half ago, um, and then you know a press press conference last May with Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Um, so kind of one off ones because I think the big, huge events take the life out of you. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they're a beast of, of their own. Um, you know, they literally take a year to plan it from a sponsorship perspective, from a chef perspective, volunteers. I mean, there are layers upon layers and, you know, speaking to the state we're in right now, I think it's really made me realize with looking at all the contracts, all the vendors, every piece of it, the volunteers alone, I mean, it really has had me dead, like, stopped dead in my tracks. And it's made me realize there are so many <laughs> layers to this. It is like 80 octopuses yes, with yes. all sorts of arms. And now we're at a standstill. Mm-hmm. And it's almost paralyzing. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how I feel right now. Um, you know, we'll all move forward from it and then there's other, you know, we're all dealing with it regardless, you know, what events an event planner is planning. But, um, yeah, it is, it is, it is paralyzing. That is probably the best way I can describe it.
0: Yeah. And I think, Um, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head too, In talking about where we are as a world um, with, you know, planning the big, huge events takes up a year, if not years uh, of your life. Like not that it's, you know, all, all consuming, sometimes it is, but um, (laughs) I think people, I think people don't, if you're not in the industry, you don't quite realize that it's like when it doesn't happen or it gets postponed or it gets canceled, like a little part of you kind of like doesn't make it. (laughs) Um, So I think it's really important to um, point out that that is really, really hard on event planners um, because, um, you know, it's just, it's just a really hard reality, <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah it affects, exactly like you right. said, it affects so many people. It affects so many different things. It affects so many different layers. Um, it just gets really dicey, really dicey. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, maybe talk about too, like when you are first starting to plan an event, like what's the first step of, of action that you take? Cause I think a lot of people, regardless of what industry they're in and what maybe like new goal they may pre- be pursuing or anything along those lines, that paralyzing piece comes into play and they don't ever know what the first step is. So maybe talk about like, when it comes to the events that you're planning, where, do, where do you start? Like, what's your starting point?
1: Yeah, I th- I mean for me I'm a visual person. So the one thing I love to do and it's probably my favorite part whether something's going to work out or not is to create a vision board. Mm-hmm. Like what is this event you see or what is this party you see and what are all the pieces and you draw it out this huge vision board. And then it either becomes clear that it's going to be a lot more than you think it it's going to take time wise, which is usually the case. Right. Um, but it, it also gets your creative juices flowing and you can eliminate steps like, you know, on your vision board, if you decide, Oh, well, yeah, I want name tags for instance. Sure. And then you're like, I have 5,000 people and no one really cares who each other are. We don't need name tags, you know. You can eliminate that step. So it, I think that's the best starting way, um, yeah. especially if you're a visual person.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that's really yeah. helpful because I, I'm, I am not. I would say I'm not a visual person, but I, um, I think it brings up a really good point because I feel like having some sort of vision in your head, whether you're writing it down, if you may yep. not be that visual learner, but if you're at least writing it down, because then you can, you can realize once it's actually put pen to paper, I don't need 8 million name tags. If people don't care about a name tag, it's getting rid of the extra junk that is just not necessary. Yes. It's going to bog you down. Yes. Um, it's clearing the
1: clutter. of yes, it yes. Yes. You're
0: totally right. You're totally right. <laughs> um, but I also think there are so many, it's important to point out, we talked about layers of an event and what what goes into actually planning them. But I think it's important to point out how many different pieces of the actual event you touch, whether you are, because it's another point too, is that a lot of people don't, maybe not um, understand too, that sometimes um, event professionals are either, it it is their event, it is like their managed event, or they are contracted out with other people to manage the event. So the way that you are actually involved in it and what pieces you are actually responsible for may be different. Um, But I think it's important for people to know like how much you actually touch from a budget perspective from a um like I think what you were saying about sponsorships like you're actually making some of these asks um you are you know dealing with the on-the-ground logistics actually physically being there at all hours of the night um <laughs> which can get crazy um and then you know on the back end after the event the reconciliation piece too um I don't know if there's anything that, that you want to add to that but um, just that there's so many levels in it, also
1: outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've said this like many times every year it comes up like, cause we laugh, you know, when people think this is such a glamorous, yes, you know, gosh. lifestyle, yeah. oh, you plan events. The- oh glamorous. yeah. Um, but I say my response back to them is, yeah, it's a lot. And guess what? I'm still ordering the trash cans and figuring out how many <laughs> trash cans need to be in certain areas and picking up those trash cans mm-hmm. and maybe begging someone to help put them together <laughs> um because I don't have the time to but if I had to I would right um and that's same with like picking up trash if you walk by trash like I'm not going to call someone over to pick that up like this is your if this is your event you need to at, treat it like it's your home, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. first impressions are huge. You don't want people once seeing all that behind the scenes stuff. No. So mm-hmm. it's it's far from glamorous. It's um, hours of work that people typically are not uh, willing to put in, which, mm-hmm. you know, hard workers are hard to find. Um, and even though people define themselves as hard workers, they, they don't know what it's like until they're in the trenches working 16 hours, 20 hours a day for multiple days. And then that doesn't even count all the months leading up to the event. So, um, yeah, it's, I think, uh, you're either an event person or you're not, Yeah, you can 100. claim to be, mm-hmm. but yes. but. You have, I mean, it, it's, it's a different world, you know? And I, I think people, when they start tapping into that world, quickly realize if it's for them or not,
0: Yeah, which is completely fine. Yes. You know? Yes. It's, I found out very quickly I wasn't meant to be a teacher and that's okay.
1: Exactly. <laughs> oh, you and me, you and me both Yeah. doing e-learning right yeah. now. <laughs>
0: Uh, I actually was trying to go to school for it and then I was like I was trying to deny my event blood I was trying to deny that I was meant to be an event planner (laughs) and I was like you know I'm going to be a teacher I'm going to be a teacher and then I went through like a semester and was like, I, this is not my cup of tea. I do not have it in the <laughs> yeah. um, but,
1: but same way. Like,
0: I think people, that's why they push, uh, um, I think in, in school, like people who are going to, um, you know, have event careers or think that they want to yeah. they push for them to have so many different internships, not only to make them well-rounded, but also so that they realize, is this exactly where I want to be? Cause I need to make sure now, um, yeah. not that, and, I, and all this isn't to say that we love what we do. We're, we, you know, you are exceptional at what you do and, um, we there. There's a need for people like you and I, and 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 um, I don't want to. I don't want to make this sound like we're like we hate our lives. No, we love no. it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um.
0: But I think it's just people aren't used to hearing the other side of it when they think, oh, it's so glamorous. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, think, um, you know, the other question I love to get is, oh, what will you wear? What are you <laughs> gonna wear to the event? It's just like, hmm. Um, be my t-shirt yeah. <laughs> with my walkie talkie yes my radio my radio my awesome cord yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um okay so kind of like switching gears a little bit out of the event mode but you know we talked about you've got all your girls and you know and you're married <laughs> and um you're you're trying to run these events how do you keep it all straight especially
1: right now um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I'm not sure I'll be the best at answering this. I think, well, one, like, I don't believe in the word balance, because mm-hmm. I never find there's any sort of great balance between every part of life. Um, I do find it ebbs and flows throughout the seasons, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um so sometimes I'm way more on the family side, and then some other times it's way more on the work side because I have to be. Um, so I've just come to terms with embracing that mm-hmm. and just knowing when to expect those ebbs and flows. But as we were just talking about prior to this podcast, it's just kind of like this odd feeling right now, because typically right now, we're crazy busy, you know, leading up to month of May events and that. And now we're just kind of at a standstill and okay, well, we're just bracing ourselves for a new date. So it's this weird place um, Mm -hmm. to be for sure.
0: Yeah. And I, I should also preface this by saying, it, it just recently, today actually, when this, when we're recording this podcast, was announced that the, the Indy 500 is being postponed, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I know that there's only, I think, one, maybe two times that it didn't run, and that was due to wars. Um, But then yeah. it like ran the next day, but it's never been fully postponed, I don't think.
1: Has it? Uh, well, I think there was like three years it was canceled. Oh, three years. Dur- okay. During one of the world wars. Yes. I forget which one. Mm-hmm.
0: I think um, it was maybe. W- two. I can't remember. It We've, might
1: be two. I think we're a little right.
0: nerdy about this. We're a little nerdy about this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Joe just told me that all this and I probably should remember, but I do think it is World War II yeah, because then yeah. the Great Depression happened. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um. So anyway, that's the kind of, you know, the Rev is is kind of the event that we're going to be talking about here in a bit that, that Carol's like sp- the spearhead engineer of. Um, but we that is essentially the kickoff to the month of May. And, and so, you know, the first weekend of May is typically when this event runs and then the Indianapolis 500 is happening at the end of May. Well, this year, thanks to COVID-19 <laughs> um, we are now pushing um, the Indy 500 to August as of today. Um, and we are kind of awaiting a new date for Rev 2020, um, which is kind of where we are with this, with this limbo piece. But um, yeah. So I'm sure keeping things all straight, having all the kiddos home and, um, not really kind of being in that limbo probably makes things a little bit more like we were saying earlier before we started chatting here, like quote unquote easier, but
1: not. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is for sure. Yeah. Cause so- I couldn't imagine doing e-learning oh, with gosh. three kids with, having to do the workload of rev being a few weeks away
0: yeah it and just it yeah and in general, the closer, I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but the closer that you get to an event, the you may think, oh, we're good. We're ahead of schedule. Everything's great. Nobody's emailing me. And then it's like all of a sudden, everybody comes up with a question. Everybody comes up with a <laughs> meme. Everybody forgets something. And then you get all these emails and requests that happen like the month out and then the weeks leading up to uh-huh. it. It's so crazy. And it's not because something isn't prepared. Um, it's just. The nature of the beast. Um, yeah. So you're right. I'm sure having, thankfully having to do all that plus e-learning is kind of not having to happen, but <laughs> um, goodness gracious. <laughs> so kind of talking about the crazy, what are some of the best stories that you've got from your event days? Like you're behind the scenes, seeing things from a whole different perspective. Oh,
1: jeez. Well, I have to be careful what I say. I know. So. <laughs> Um but I do have a funny story and it's really not uh and it's more about myself so I can like laugh about it but yeah um uh when I worked in racing years ago I worked for a celebrity or I worked with a celebrity's husband in racing and I had to go into her motor coach um to, um, we, I don't know, I can't remember why, but we had like a sponsor thing going on. I had to run and get the motor coach. And I, I said, she said to me, what are you doing? I said, Oh, I just got to grab this. I said, Oh, do you mind if I use your restroom with the motor coach? She's like, yeah, for sure. Go use it. So I go in the restroom and I'm probably 22 years old at this point. Okay. And the one thing I learned very quickly in racing was everyone wore designer sunglasses who worked in racing yes uh-huh and I was like making pennies of course like you know just starting out and I but the one thing I was like I gotta get a pair of designer sunglasses so I had bought like it was probably on my paycheck a, a pair of Fendi sunglasses okay so I yeah. go into this restroom long story short and um I had my sunglasses on my head and I got up and I turned around and the sunglasses fell in the toilet. <laughs> and I stood there for probably, I don't even know, felt like an eternity, 10 or 15 minutes, like debating on if I should put my hand in the toilet <laughs> and pull these sunglasses out because I just spent like my whole paycheck on these sunglasses. And so, um, I'll just, the actress is Ashley Judd. So mm-hmm. she's, she's out there and she's going, are you okay in there? And I'm like, yep. Then I'm like, nope, <laughs> screw it. I'm just going to put my hand in there and wash them off. So anyways, I, that's what I did. I got my lovely poopy Fendi glasses back <laughs> and I walked out and I was definitely flushed. And right. she was just like what what is going on?" And so I am like crying, laughing, but like'm i so embarrassed, and I just blurted out what had just happened, and she had said, Oh, so you have our shit all over your hands, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, yes, I just washed I just washed them, but I did get my sunglasses, and she goes. Carol I would I could have bought you another pair of sunglasses I'm like okay well next time I'll remember bye let's hope <laughs> there's so, not
0: the next time
1: right and so yeah let's hope there's not a yeah. next time ever but that is probably my funniest like rookie type of like so stressed and like, yes trying to fit in and you know oh my gosh mortified yeah mortified so that happened oh man (laughs) that's good that's good stuff that is good stuff yeah yeah
0: that it's hard though because like it's almost like this weird club just when you're first starting out and in events and you Are you just like you said? You're trying to fit in, and it's it's kind of it's a competitive industry, and you want to make sure you're getting it. Yeah, it's like a club. Yeah, and so you're you're trying to make sure you're doing all the right things, and and then when you have just like an honest moment, it just kind of knocks you down. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. I love
1: it. Uh, Yeah. Well, the
0: books. Um i f- I think that mine would have to be um the one that I always remember <laughs> where it was me being an idiot was um it was when the the Super Bowl came to Indianapolis and I was in grad school for sports administration and I was um me and six of my friends were all like the zone managers of the NFL experience. And so there were, there were six or seven of us. And, um, my area was of course volunteers and, um, I managed that whole area (laughs) and they had, um, they had all the celebrities come through or, or, and in, in the athletes come through that we're bringing their families in. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, you can recognize them, but you know, sometimes it's hard when they're in street clothes rather than like their uniforms. You're just not used to seeing them that way. And so oh, I was yeah. usually pretty good about it, but they said, okay, we've got a celebrity coming and he's got his whole family. Can you take him to the, to the one of the side rooms and have him, everybody had to sign a waiver in order to participate in all the games, even them. And so I said, yep, no problem. And I was, you know, had my headset on and it was really official and um, (laughs) thought I, thought I knew my stuff and, and I taken back there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, figure it out, figure out who he is, figure out who he is so that you don't have to ask for his name when he has to write it down. (laughs) And so I'm looking at him and I'm looking at him and I'm looking at him and I think I cannot think of this man's name and I'm going to have to. Ask. Oh
1: no. And so
0: everybody signs and then we get to him. And I said, and, and, and what's your name, sir? And he says, Oh, Adam Venetary." Oh, and I God. was like, of all people, of all people. I'm like, but he doesn't have his helmet on. I, I just couldn't yeah. tell. I felt so stupid afterwards. And, and he kind of said it like, Adam been a dairy
1: silly girl. <laughs> oh my god! He's like, are you not a cult? Fan? Yeah, yeah. It was very. I felt very uh, winded
0: afterwards. I was like, oh dang it. Um. So anyway, yeah, those are some of the great things about events as well as that you get a lot of good stories, a lot of good stories because yes. you're kind of delirious through most of it because you've been <laughs> up for many hours. Um. So, have you in your event life path had um, someone that just served as like a really good mentor for you or that kind of like gave you a lot of good advice or tips and tricks of the trade kind of as you were coming up through the ranks?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think the more I think about it, I was lucky to have someone very early on. Um, And when I started at Motorola in Toronto, there was a my direct boss, her name was Carly, and she wasn't probably that much older than I was, probably maybe five years, but she was a go-getter, she was hardworking, and she didn't um micromanage me Mm -hmm. and she trusted me. But when things didn't get done, she very quickly had my back, learned to direct me to the right place. And I think like her managing me that way, uh, really set the path for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's been people throughout my life probably that have served as mentors, but prob- maybe not in the events world, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Well, but I good. think if you have, yeah, a good base Mm -hmm. from, you know, someone that you can grow and learn from, you know, there's people that will come in and out of your life for your whole life. So you kind of just take, take it all in from those that are around you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you were fortunate to have that thought process really early on, which I'm sure, you know, didn't come into your, into your thought process until later in life. But, um, yeah, I think that people will gravitate towards the people that lead them well. Um, and you just may not realize that that's actually happening until later on. But, um, yeah, I think it's super important to find those people that you feel like really push you to be your best and push you, um, to, to take ownership of what you're, whatever it is you're owning, whether it's in events or whatever. But, um, because I feel like that's something that a lot of the I feel like the younger generation, I feel so old saying that Um, (laughs) it lacks these days is just that ownership piece and like fully and 100% owning something from start to finish and taking full responsibility for it. Um, I feel like it's really, really absent. Uh, I've seen it at least and you may have too. Um, So, so I'm, that's great that you were able to find someone that brought out those qualities so early on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely grateful for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's talk about Rev. Give us all the details. What's Rev? What's Rev about? What's Rev raising funds for?
1: Okay. Well, okay. So 2020 is Rev's seventh year, which is crazy to even think about. Mm-hmm. Um, how it started was um, Methodist Hospital. So IU Health Methodist Hospital and the track have had over a hundred year relationship. Um, and a fun fact I love is that 16th Street between the hospital and the track was actually paved to transport drivers and patients to and from the mm. track to the hospital, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so in 2014, when Rev was born, um, the hospital had never had a signature event, and the track was at that time wanting to bring the community out to the track without it being the Indy 500 or another large scale racing event. They wanted to know that the entire community could come out regardless if you're a race fan or not, Mm -hmm. and to kind of showcase the venue in a different way. So out was born Rev. So um, funds raised go back to IU Health Foundation um, and funds have been raising money for statewide trauma and also the medical center out at the track, Um, which another fun fact that medical center out at the track is the IU health uh, emergency medical center. And it is the busiest emergency uh, room center. I should say it's probably like 900 square feet. I mean, tiny, it's tiny. Um, It's the busiest in the entire country. Um, on Indy 500 a Day, which it, it's mind-boggling if you've ever seen that space. Yeah. Um, and so we help, yeah, raise funds for that facility. And if you're out there just attending a race or an event or anything, you can receive free medical care if you drink too much, if you fall mm-hmm. and break your leg, you can if go to the medical. If it's too hot. Center. If it's too hot, yeah, or if you get a bad sunburn. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get, or dehydrated, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can get free medical care um, at that medical center, which is pretty incredible when you think there's over 300,000 people that attend the Indy 500. And that's a service that IU Health provides the community. So that's
0: awesome. And And explain a little bit like what Rev is, if you're there to experience it, like what are you going to see if you are walking into Rev?
1: Yeah. So Rev, we have over 70 chefs that we pair with IndyCar drivers and the chefs create driver-inspired meals. Um, we have over 20, 21 entertainment acts this year. Um, so we have stages in all sorts of different areas, um, or DJ stands. Um, it's kind of, um, the best way to describe it that I like is uh, a lot of the corporate feedback we get is their guests feel like it's an adult Disneyland because like everywhere you turn, there's something to do or Mm -hmm. like whether it's a photo moment or Maker's Mark has a lounge that you walk into and you feel like you're straight in Kentucky at a Maker's Mark event. You know, it's, everywhere you look, you know, all of your senses are activated at the event is Mm -hmm. the best way I think I can describe it. VIPs get early entrance, you know, and they, uh, have access to the pagoda. They get to ride around the track at a hundred, over a hundred miles an hour in a pace car. Um, it's just, it's fun and it's, um, I mean, I haven't experienced it as a guest, but the <laughs> feedback I received, um, it, I mean, it's just positive. I think you it's a very social event. People run into each other and they always say, you're running into everyone you want to run into. Yeah, here. yeah. yeah. Um, it's a 3000 person event, but it still feels very intimate.
0: For sure. And it, I mean it covers such a big span. if anybody listening' has ever been to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I mean obviously it's massive, but it's essentially the entire courtyard area the the buildings that kind of surround that area up into the pagoda and then actually onto the yard of bricks and the track for like the the night party um, with the with a DJ and the flag stand and dancing on the track um, so it has a really big footprint so I think that probably lends itself to the if it's 3000 people, but it feels like more intimate because you're in so many different areas throughout the night.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, yeah. And, and it's evolved over the years. Like it, I think, you know, you weren't in as a large of a footprint year one and probably year two as you are now, right?
1: No, definitely. I think those two years, I think we used the pagoda track side, but there were smaller parts used. Mm -hmm. And you the first year we had 1,200 attendees um, and we've capped it at 3,000. I don't know, probably year three Mm -hmm. or four was when we had 3,000 attendees and we've capped it that way. And we've done that on purpose to um, prevent it from getting too big where you lose that type of intimacy at the event.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of to piggyback kind of what you were saying too, it's kind of a who's who, especially here in the Indianapolis area. That evening, you kind of see you see people you know, but then you see you know IndyCar drivers, and you see um, the mayor, and you see I mean it's kind <laughs> of everybody, and then you turn around and you're like, oh, there's a. As an NFL player. Like, I mean, you just, yeah. it's really cool because you're all just kind of experiencing it all together. Um, and just having people who don't typically get to the track other than for a race or for any, any 500 and are able to experience it in a different way, end up leaving just blown away because there's so much there to experience. Like you're saying, all the senses are activated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a very, that's a really good point. I think, um, it's, you do, you feel, you know, IMS's goal was to bring the community out to the track. And I think we have definitely accomplished that with Rev Mm -hmm. and all the people and all the pieces that come out there for that one night.
0: Yeah. And, what is what can we expect new for Rev Twenty Twenty? I mean, I know we just we mentioned that we're waiting on a date now that now thanks to this little pandemic that we have here, um, but but what what new uh, features are coming out in Twenty Twenty?
1: Hmm. So we always we have new bands this year. Um, we have a special if you're a bourbon lover. Uh, Maker's Mark will still do the North Chalet, but we have this uh makeshift courtyard bar, mm. outdoor bar, which is very cool. Um we also have a new uh champagne sponsor which will be doing a bubbles bar um as well as a bubbles activation so you can actually make your own champagne label. Um fun? so you could you could create a brook champagne mm. label and take very badly like you. me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um <laughs> and you know it's, I I always hesitate to give away too many details because it's the best part when people can be a little bit surprised by Mm -hmm. different elements.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, it's just turned into such a, it's like a, it's like the thing that people look forward to every year. There's, there's things that people do every year and tickets sell out so quick. I mean, how fast did VIP tickets sell out?
1: Yeah. I mean, they sell out pretty much in like four hours (laughs) when tickets go on sale. Yeah. Yeah, It's like not Um, even a day. (laughs) Yeah. And then we, we actually called our earliest sellout this year a few weeks ago, but we couldn't really publicly (laughs) get excited about it because of COVID-19 and didn't want to be, you know, a little overzealous with that and inappropriate. So, um, but that's okay. And and we're able to fortunately postpone the event and not cancel it. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah.
0: And I think people, and I talked about this, um, a couple episodes ago when, um, Zach, my husband and I kind of dished out what was going on in the hospitality industry, thanks to COVID, but, um, that, people are going to be itching like they're going to be itching to get out to <laughs> yeah. enjoy life to to put money back into the economy um and so you know while we have we're having to postpone these things and rev being one of them and so many other major events or cancel unfortunately in some cases like i truly believe that people are going to double down when it comes to giving and, and, um, attending events and, and holding on to tickets and that sort of thing, because they're, they're looking forward to being able to get out of the house and give back
1: into the world. Yeah. I, I really hope you're right on Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. We just got to hang in there in the meantime, but yes. uh, Well, this has been great. Um, I have loved being able to pick your brain a little bit and kind of reminisce and chat through some of our own shared event experiences. So, um thank you so much for being on here and um yeah, I'm excited to yeah, see this you. new date.
1: <laughs> I know it will be uh another fun one. Oh, yes it will. Yes, it will. We should
0: do a recap episode.
1: Yes. And then Oh my like, gosh, at the spa. Yeah. At the spa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or like live at the event, so they can see the crazy in real time. Yeah,
1: yeah, that could be fun.
0: <laughs> um, but let us know w- where we can find you or um, more information on Rev, and I will include it in our show notes.
1: Um, so I'm at at Carol Howard, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's your name. Um, yep, that's my name. Um, <laughs> And then the Rev is at Rev Indie um, event on all social channels.
0: And then RevIndie.org. Is that the website?
1: Yes, that is the website. And we'll have all of our updates on the website too.
0: Perfect. Um, All right. Well, thank you so much. And I'm sure I will be chatting
1: with you soon. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. Yeah, so fun. (laughs) All right. Have a good night. You too, girl. Bye. Bye.